Welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, where I interview interesting people who are breaking the mold regardless of the status quo and pursuing their dreams no matter what anybody else says. And today I have my friend, Kasi B. Kasi was born in Togo, West Africa and moved to the States when he was five years old. We dive in today on his music, his passion, his culture, the influences of his mother and his family on him growing up without a father, and many other deep conversations throughout the course of the interview. He was recommended to me by Brandon Ferrero, who is a friend of the podcast, has produced many videos for me, we've collaborated many times, and we actually have a brand new music video coming out that Brandon produced. He was here producing for us today, so I thank him for doing the episode and recommending Kasi to me. So we'll leave you with the episode. The only thing I ask is, can you please share this with somebody who might find it interesting and post it on your social media? Other than that, the episode is yours. All right, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Bobcast with my friend, Kasi B. episode of Bobcast. Today on the show, I have something special for you. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce the great Kasi B. I said right now, I'm spitting hotter than a devil's resident, laughing at these haters because they know my rhymes are excellent. Kasi B, I'm going to make it. Yeah, you know that's evident. Can't wait till my name get big like an elephant. People talking about me, talking about them garbage. They keep blowing me like a fucking game cartridge. They won't be saying that when I'm getting green like a garden. I'm shooting for the top and now I'm sticking to my target. Fuck out my face if you trying to tell me bullshit. I gotta think straight so I don't got no time for bullshit. Real G talking fake haters they don't understand. Got my whole squad on my side like a marching band. You know, just yesterday I went shopping with my moms, talking about what's gonna be my future job. I need a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, but the whole plan is to get a lot of money. So, what's it gonna be? Cause life is too hard, but life is easy when you live in real large. Sometimes I be thinking, what's gonna be my future? But right now I just wanna lay back and get some brain like a tutor. I got over 50 songs on the damn internet, over a thousand plays, Kasi B, yeah, I am the best. I'm just saying shit that's coming out my brain. You can't get rid of me because all I got is stain. Yeah, CB, get money, get away from me. Big Bop Cash, what's going on, Ryan? Woo! Let's get it, son. Yeah. We're tapped in today. As a motherfucker. Right when you walked in the building, man. From then <laughs> till dude, we're just rolling with it, brother. Hell yeah. What's dude, going I appreciate on? you coming up and 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 spitting, dude. I, I have a lot of rappers on here, a lot of musicians, and uh a few have performed on the show. But uh that that was your idea. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I like that you you brought that, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I think when it comes to the art, we kind of talk about separating the art and the artist and like, mm -hmm. oh, this is a podcast, we're not doing our art right now we're doing we're just gonna talk but to come out of the gate with the art then shit. you got then you you're you're laying it down you're going hey man this is me mm -hmm. this is my shit mm -hmm. and this is what i do mm -hmm. 
So, you know the Bobcast, man. We're just going to go and do our thing. Let's go. I like to... I love to do uh, an intro with you, but I just... The the way that we came out the gate, I want to get the conversation started. Might as well. When did... And I'll probably go way back at some point, but when did the music start for you? And what does... What is the music to you now versus what it was mm. to you back then? Because I know you started right. at a, a younger age, whatever, in yeah. your teens or something like that. Mm. And, and you you even have that on the album, which I think is amazing. And we'll dive yeah. into the album later. Mm-hmm. So we'll bookmark that topic for now. But what is it like? What is music? What is this music evolution, you know, I mean, been like for you? First off, I want to start off by saying I'm from Togo, West Africa. And um, I was born there. And... I guess I'm just from a music household. I always heard music. Our culture is music. You know, weddings, music, uh, uh, funerals, music. Everything is music. So I was always around music. And um, I came here, started listening to Wayne and, and Pac on the radio. And it got me, Pac got me to writing. I listened to a lot of Pac songs. It got me to writing. And um, later on. Lil Wayne, that's my favorite artist, and I just focused on music after that. So when was that when you went from, did you, you grew up in Africa, or you grew up here? Uh, basically, I grew up uh, here, but I was born there. I came here okay. by myself, actually, when I was, like, in between, I think I was five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Were were you adopted to here, or was it your son? Nah, it was um, my you, mom and my pops, they came here together. And then I came after. Oh. I just came, like, like by myself. No way, dude. That's yeah. crazy. So did your family, like, kind of make it happen so you can move? Yeah, so they you made could get, it happen. make it over here? Yeah, they made it happen. Damn, that's crazy. So did your, I get, well, I assume your parents wanted you to be here. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what it's like there, dude. Yeah, I have no idea. Different. Can it's you paint different. any picture of what your life, like, do you know what? People, like what your Man, life would have I been just, like if you I just um, went on vacation there. I spent four weeks um, out there from December to January. And, yo, being there as an adult, because I've been there like twice um, mm-hmm. since I came here. So that would be my third time. Got it. And it's like... Man, I, I haven't... I didn't see one lazy person since I was there. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's working. Like, if you don't have anything going on, it's because you don't have, you don't want anything going on. You feel me? So, I feel like that also is in my blood, too. While I'm also a super grinder, you feel me? Gotta get to it, you know? But it's it's lovely there. It's tropical weathers. And um, if you want to be somebody, uh, you can. Mm-hmm. And when I was out there, I realized, like, I'm fucking blessed. Like, my worst days are their best days. You know, in most places, in most places, top, at that, we're the top one percent of the world, dude. That's really what you it feel is. me. So it just gave me a whole bunch of appreciation for yeah. everything I have. I'm more grateful. I wrote a bunch of lessons that I learned out there. That's also on the project. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm glad I went, you know, made in Togo came out of out of it. So, yeah. Were your parents like that, too, with the work ethic or? Yeah, my mom, she's a nurse. And um, she's like, she always tells me this story since I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, when I was young, her mom, which is my grandmother, my mom is super smart. Like she, out of her family, is the only one who finished school and loved school, actually. And because of that, um, like 
she had a bunch of obstacles, but she still overcame all those obstacles. And, you know, because of her, I'm here. You feel me? So just her putting all the effort that she put in is the reason why I'm here. So, like, she's a super hustler, and that's her. And for my pops, I don't really talk about him because um, they split up before I came here, you know? Oh. And so, like, yeah, I don't really have a lot of conversations about that. And yeah. I, do you... And I don't want to get anything into anything you don't want to talk about, but mm-hmm. do you think that that... I mean, that must have had... Do you think you had to grow up faster? Hell yeah. Like, I feel like my mom is still didn't in me, like, as a kid, like, oh, you got to be quick, you got to be quick, got to be quick. And I, I grew up in um the South Ford. I live in Newark, um, shit, Schlaff Street, you feel me? And My grandparents are grew up there. In Newark? Mm-hmm. South Ward? I don't know if they're aware in Newark, but this was oh, a okay. long time ago, you can imagine. Okay. You know, this is the, the 20s, 30s. So. Oh, yeah, shit. I wasn't even born, so. Oh, we weren't even close to a thought, yeah, so. Yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. you grew up in, in Newark, though. And so, yeah. what, what was that experience like? Man, it was <laughs> the best. Because you could assume I'm a little removed from that experience. Like, Yo, I'm out it, here, dude. I'm just living. I live my it life was, out here. It was fun, and it was real. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. And you came outside every day knowing, like, it's going to be a story told. Like, this today's going to be a story. Like, yesterday was a story. Did you feel like it was dangerous at all? Or did you ever, did you feel like you always I mean, had your composure? Or? Like, one thing, I feel like my mom gave this to me. She, like, as much as I'm independent, I'm also not a follower. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I'm a leader. So, um, like, yeah, I'm... On a block, yeah, I'm around everybody, I'm around everything, but I still have my own mind. And I feel like if you upfront about that, people gonna respect you. And I feel like people respect me, mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, and the thing is, like, you kind of just, I mean, it happens everywhere, in, whether you're in a business, whether you're in an organization, or or whether where it's where you live, or your mm-hmm. community, or even your family. It's like, there's a pecking order that gets established, and mm-hmm. then there's a level of respect where... If you're respected, you know, like, the people you can trust, the people you can't trust. Right, right, right. It doesn't matter where you are. I mean, I feel like that's pretty Yo, universal, you know? Man, you will learn that. You will learn that. I learned that when I was on Schlau, when I was growing up, where I was growing up. Loyalty. Like, you would think that the people that's around you are, like, going to be around you forever, you know? But I feel like maybe all young people think like that, you know? And you just got to learn. But life will do that to you. Oh, it'll show you. If it doesn't, if you don't, if you don't learn yeah, now, man. you're going to learn later. So. Oh, man, you're going to put you in a headlock. And the thing is, like, I feel like the earlier you learn, the better off you'll be because your perspective will be different, you know, and that's important. Yeah, I mean, the more perspectives, like you going and traveling there to, to Togo and like the, anything that can add to your perspectives, mm-hmm. I feel like is invaluable. Yeah. And I feel like you should also, not that you should go broke, but you should spend a lot, like <clears throat> it's okay to spend a lot of money on things that give you perspective, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, especially yeah. an experience like that. Yeah. And, and I'm growing up on Sly, like, yo, man, I, I freestyle, like my first freestyles on that, on the block. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I remember I dropped my first mixtape uh, called No Hesitation. And shit, I I was on I dropped it on SoundCloud. Then nobody knew what SoundCloud was. Like I was sending people links to stuff like, oh, yeah, and bro. like that was the time like right around LimeWire. So like it's, it was sketchy. Oh, wow. Like you sending me links, I'm sending you to listen to my music. Like you yep. feel me? Like nobody was doing that. And um shit, it was it was live. Like getting all the feedback from my boys and 
people that I ain't know from the other hoods and you know shit. Like it was it was cool. Like I guess that was like kind of my first like uh feeling like oh shit like okay I could do I could do it because like my boys is fucking with it and that was really all who it was for in the beginning. You feel me, my boys? Yeah. That's the best people to do it for. Mm-hmm. Cause I I had a I saw a couple of my friends the other day I see them every so often I mean they're my homies they're my day one homies, but mm-hmm. uh you know I you know pulled up at my friend's place and and uh, my buddy was like hey man yeah I listened to I got an album called Second Story, mm-hmm. and he was like oh man I listen to we listened to Second we were listening to Second Story the other day um, yeah. my two friends and they're like it's actually pretty good I'm like word dude I appreciate it it's like yeah. even though I dropped it in 2018 mm-hmm. it's like, still good music yeah like, and they go back there like oh okay like yeah there's some good songs and tracks in there and I exactly. I feel like I've grown you know a lot since then for yeah, sure but but it's just nice to be like yeah it actually is for the homies though like and exactly. i make music for people that live here too mm-hmm. like i have a balance i make music right. for people that live where i'm at i make music mm-hmm. for myself right i make music for right. you know whatever like what i say is i got the country bop and the city bop you know what right. i'm saying like right. i try to you have got both. different bops yeah 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 and like as i grew as an artist like you know it was i had different stages where like i had different like whys you know you know yep. as an artist you have to have your why and um like I think like earlier on that was one of those why's like it's for my boys this and that this and that and then I as I got more uh you know better at my craft and you know started getting better equipment studio the sound started getting better rhyme started getting better story started getting mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. everything started getting better uh like it was more about like when I go to these shows people who I never met before they fuck with it Oh shit! Okay, I got something going on here. Like, and then I, you know, go on the data when I list, when I um go on the uh, distribution um app, and it's like, oh shit! I never been to Chile before. I never been to Spain before. I never been to uh fucking all these countries before. But yep. they're listening to it, mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, this is for the world. That was the craziest thing to me when I see for both music and the podcast because I have like all those analytics for the podcast too. Mm-hmm. I have people I think in, damn, I'm sorry I don't remember your name, but she's from Poland I think, uh, either Poland or Switzerland. But just threw me up on her story one day. I was just on her TV and I'm like, this is crazy. That's dude. I'm like, I don't need to do it for any. I don't need to like right. like I was telling you off camera like. I just do this. For, I love doing it, but yeah. uh, it that is crazy though to think like somebody in this random, but they're just a person. It's exactly, like they're just you know in this exactly. place, and you're just in this place. But exactly, you know. And now my why for what I why I do music is because man, I'm from Togo. It's 11 million people in Togo, and I feel like if I could um, help even 10 percent of that, I'll I'll be you know. I'll be genuinely happy. Like, I did something. I contributed to something in this world. Yep. You feel me? And, like, not a lot of people make it from where I, I came from. And I'll probably be the first to do it. You feel me? So, man, I got a lot to talk about. So, let's just get to it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Is there? I mean, is there anything that you want to go into speci- specifically? Because I'll keep going and doing my thing on the conversation. Um, but well, it's, up, it's yeah, on just you to, if you want to jump in. Yeah, just to add on what, on what I was saying, like, talking about Made in Togo. The first week, you know, you and know this how, is like, your album. This is my. Can you new give album. a little context before we go in, like mm-hmm. the context on the album, like how did it start? Did it start okay. with one song? Like what? Okay. What? And what's the gist of it, so people can okay. know? And then I'll link it in the Should show be. notes or the description, okay. and they can go and, and pop it on. Okay, bet. Uh, so made in Togo. You know the name is what it is. My guy was me? made in Togo. You feel me? So um, 
I think no in November my my moms were talking about going on vacation and to Togo, and I didn't want to really go because I had um like serious stuff I had to take care of here. Um, but she convinced me. I went and I had like just the best experience. It was the best four weeks I had in a minute. You feel me? Like, and I'm a workaholic, so a vacation is is like weird language to me. You know, like vacation. What's that? You know, but I went and it kind of gave me and my time for my mind and my body to kind of reset, you know, and I started thinking and shout out to my homegirl, Mahasin, because I was telling her like, yo, I'm going to write music when I was out there. But I was having such a great time. I forgot. And it was like seven days left. And she told me like, yo, like, what's up with the music? And I was like, oh, shit, it's seven days left. I'm about to start writing. So I wrote music um, out there. And the music that's on the project is made in Togo. Wow, so it's not just you. It's also the music was literally made there. Yeah. See, this is why I talk to people because exactly. I wouldn't know that if I mm-hmm. unless I talked to you. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. In terms of now the so you wrote this music there, mm-hmm. and then did you? What was the timeline on getting back and and like recording, recording it? and putting the album together? Uh, like I, I, I'm a very organized person. Prior to. Um, the vacation, I would go to studios, record, get it mixed and mastered there. And I made plans when I was in Togo, like, okay, when I come back, I'm going to get my own recording uh, set, mm-hmm. studio set. I used to when I was in college, but it just got messed up and I decided to just go to, you know, studios. But I was like, you know what? I know what I, what to do now. You know, I'm more smarter. I have more knowledge on what, what to do. So I got my equipment. When I came back, pfft, Set it up, man. I was recording every day. Yeah. Like, I re- record. I was calling him when I was recording. Like, I had videos, like, recording on um, Bigger Than Big and shit. Um, and it was a great experience. Yeah. I probably did, like, 10 days to finish the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's dope. Because I, I had the music already. Yeah. So I had the beats already. Yo, how I nice is it, it to be self-sufficient, too? To Yo, be able to record man. your own. And listen, like, I don't even, I truly believe that somebody else, like, I totally get totally respect the i record i wrote it recorded it produced it mixed mm-hmm. it mastered it released it distributed and marketed it i love it mm-hmm. but i think somebody else should master so i want always want somebody else to at least in one yeah, way or another to. touch my song like have a hand in my songs you have because to. i it's gonna bring i don't know the best thing for that element you so have to. it's you so know why? Nice. yeah i i learned that lesson very early on that's why i was saying when i was in college I had a, a, a studio equipment. I set it up in my dorm room. Shit, I had me and my people. We was um, recording sound, songs out in there. You feel me? Like hits. You feel me? Shit. Shout out Feek G's. Shout out my boy Nico. Yeah. Um, hey. Yeah. Uh, so we, we recorded music in there. But then when I started going to the studios, I realized like the quality was just better. And I was like, I can't be the best rapper and engineer at the same time. You feel me? Maybe I could, but I knew I wasn't going to put in the effort. I'm honest with myself. Yep. I'm going to put more effort into my my bars and my music than this engineering shit. So I decided to leave it to the engineers. And that's why I started going to studios. But as I got more knowledge in this music game, I know like, oh, shit, it's something called stems. You feel me? I can record and send it to them and they'll clean Still it up. Still make it look not sound You feel good. me? So, yeah, you know, I got put on the game and I'm through time. And that's what I did. I recorded it all probably like ten or less days and sent it to uh, Kevin. Shout out Kev, yes sir. Shout um, out Kev. He mixed and um, mastered a lot of those songs that's on the project. 
Yeah. Yeah, dude. Is it? I, I Empower. Empower Studios. Shout out Empower Studios. Yeah. Kev. Hey, you got to do the blog, brother. Yeah. Got to do the blog. I, I show love all the time because people show love to me. That's what you got to do. You feel me? Thank you if you show love to me. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Thank everybody, man. Thank everybody for even like clicking on any of our shit at all ever yeah you know. that's where i'm at i'm like there's so many people on the internet and people will listen to my song to click on my page yo and... it's a blessing it's a blessing in terms of what you mentioned before i wanted to get to this which is when you go somewhere else i think like what your friend was saying like hey why like where's the music you know and you realize there's seven days left mm-hmm. i truly believe that artists need um the experience to write the music like you needed the three weeks to for the last week to do it right exactly artists need there if you're and this is what happened to me uh during the uh uh pandemic man i was in i I made i built my business during that that time and Mm -hmm. um i wasn't i didn't feel as creative because i I feel like because i wasn't doing anything Mm. like i wasn't out actually experiencing I i wasn't having uh, I actually got a girlfriend at that time, but I wasn't like going, you know, having a heartbreak over here. Or I wasn't going to this girl, and then there was another one. Or I wasn't going to the uh, going out with with my friends mm, from well, way back and writing active, a song yeah. about it. And I wasn't going on going to some random right. place for the you weekend. Didn't have experiences. Didn't have experiences. So I truly believe that like you need the three weeks. Nah, it's true, man. It's true. I mean, but it's also to each his own, though. You feel me? Like. You could have, if you're a great storyteller, I feel like to be a, a great artist, you you should be a, a great storyteller, um, you know, and that's one of the key things I want to talk about. Yep. And if you can, you could go and you could do your thing in the, in, the, in the studio. But, like, it all comes from the realest songs, the songs that everybody like, you know, them shits come from real stories, you feel me? Or at least close, close enough to the real story, you dig, so... You're like a translator. You're like, I here's the story. The song is like the way to access it. It's yeah. the different. It's the gap between the person listening yeah. and you. That song is the gap. You exactly. Know? Like I have a project called I have a yeah a, a EP called the therapist, and in the therapist, the intro, I'm having a conversation with my therapist, right? And she's like, Yo, uh, my name is, and I'm like, yo, I don't even give a fuck about your name. Like, I don't even want to yeah. be here. You mm-hmm. feel me? And this is like a skit. And she's like, well, shit, you're a grown-ass man. You don't have to be here. But I heard you have mental health issues. Do you want to explain it, uh, express yourself the best way you know how? And then throughout the album, that's me talking. You feel me? And then at the end, it's like, yo, when is my next session? And then I have a session two. And all of those songs are like upbeat. Because I just, you know, healed from the first session. So now I'm turned, you feel me? Yep. Yeah, so I say that to say, like, yeah, they come from stories. You feel me? Real life shit. You feel me? And that's why they yep. so real. I got a song called Headaches. My boy Brandon, you did. We about to shoot that song. He put me on it, too. Headaches? Yeah, he put oh, me yeah. on it today, actually. Because I was going through your more mm-hmm. of your new songs. Mm-hmm. You, say for a Made in Togo scenario, like, or, or a therapist scenario, do you then... Like, do you must you seem to like the conceptual album framework? Yeah, because you know. you're not. It's not like you're out here. It's not like you release forty singles. It's like you're doing tapes, dude. Like, not a lot yeah. of people are doing tapes like that. Yeah, you know what? It's crazy too because I get a lot of love on it from the back end of these projects that I do. Like, and I think it's because I love to create. I'm a real creative person. Um, I love things to make sense. 
I love to make new things. Mm -hmm. I love to take experiences and feelings that I just don't know how to express in words and just paint a picture, whether it's through be music or visual um, music videos or whatever. And and yeah, yeah. When you're making a song, are you thinking about any other elements besides the audio? Like, are you thinking about the video and the performance and all these other things? And this might be a higher level. Like, what I've kind of realized now is, like, mm-hmm. I feel like with a song, you might have kind of a sixth sense with it where you're like, damn, it's just coming out. Mm-hmm. This is a song. But I think there's a higher level. And I'm not saying I'm there because I'm just trying to learn. But mm-hmm. I think there's a level where it's like, you know how people make songs that are like you can literally chill to them, you can turn up to them. Mm-hmm, you can do, mm-hmm. It's like how the hell did they capture that? So that's why I always ask artists about do they think about the other ways that this song is going to be used, whether it's yeah. a video, whether it's a performance, whether it's exactly. in the club. Exactly. Like I, all my music is when you listen to it, it's like watching a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could see it. You know, headaches. I get a lot of them. Say that I'm a problem child, but that ain't my problem. I ain't perfect, but I swear to you that God got me. Thinking about a million things until I smoke this what? You know, so everybody feel that. You know what I mean? Thinking about a million things until I smoke this what? You know, everybody, everybody feel that. So you could see that. You feel me? The visual. Yeah, so I make these songs and I already know, okay, this is a go. You feel me? Songs that are super, super deep. Like, most of my deep songs, they all visuals. You feel me? Like, we shot to understand Big Blunt's uh, uh, fucking, not hard on my sleeve, um, Root of Evil. Come on, help me out, Brandon. <laughs> changes, changes. 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 Uh, what Better else? Be uh, trapping. What up, what up, what up? Uh, uh, we got so many music videos, man. We, we got a lot of music videos. And what is, and this is a perfect time to bring him in, too. Brother B, we didn't. We I showed to... myself right before this. So okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So What's people get on? the visual. And for people listening, this is Brandon Ferrero. He's the he's the expert. He is the OG best music videographer on the goddamn East Coast. You got gassing it a little bit, but yeah. appreciate it. Appreciate the love, boys. Oh no, dude, this is just real for real. When did you and what was the first song that you guys made? Was it Headaches or Understand? Understand. From that video. Understand. What's good for you ain't good for me. Hey. Understand. Damn, boy. Yeah. So, my how did y'all link up? Um, shit, my boy, um, Mike. Mike, uh, yeah, Michael Keem. Michael Keem. We, uh, we are all, um, alumni of, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson University, so oh, that, yeah. that was kind of the, uh, you know, the middle, uh, puzzle piece for all of us that connected us in a way. Yeah. Shout out, Mike. That's dope, dude. Yeah. So, it, it, it's a, it's a whole new level with videos, isn't it? Yeah, like to, it, it adds. Is. Like I didn't do a video till my thirties, until mm-hmm. I released like thirty songs. Yeah, you know, I only did remixes. Nah, like shit, I I can't even count how many songs I did before I did my first video, and I did a video before Yo, I did a did video you, with Brandon. Did you know how to like act in the video, dude? Because I feel like I did okay. I don't look like an idiot, but like I I don't know. Like there's re- like there's artists who just know they can just move and shit, and I'm like not really. Maybe you're like you that, talking about when. You shooting the video? Yeah, or I'm talking the on camera. Like what you your movements on the camera? Shit, because you can look stupid quick. Not you, but like anybody. Nah, it's nah, easy nah. for us to look stupid on camera if you don't really know 
It's all about yeah. like the vibe of the song, though. It's all about the music video. It's all about the concept. You feel me? You you like ever, to, do you like to have people in your songs, in your music videos too, or um, depends shit, on the it, song? it depends. Yeah, it depends on the song. Got it. It depends on the song. So we made a song called Homebody, and we had this bad mommy. Um, shout out to you. Okay. You dig on there? You Damn, feel me? you might have showed me that, B. I don't know. Yeah, Homebody. Shout out. Yeah. So yeah, some before. some songs require you know people, but. Uh, for songs like uh, I don't know what song it was Dolo. Um, changes. Changes was a, you feel a Dolo, me a Dolo track. That was on therapist. You feel me? So it was no features. We had a, a the Kasi B freestyle. Uh, that was also a, a Dolo uh, yeah. song. Kind of like a little social media video we did for that. Yeah. But does it give you less stress to have a vi- you know if you know it's a solo video and you don't have to deal with people? I think um, it's not stress in terms of, uh, like, shooting, like, logistics. It's more so on the producing side, like, getting everyone's schedules to align, make mm-hmm. sure everyone can show up that day. Yeah, that's kind of what you I'm know, alluding to. Yeah, yeah, people will, you know, cancel on you. You know, when it when it's low budget and uh, people are just out for the art of it, you know, it's easy if something comes up in their own life that they're like, hey, I can't make it, you know? Yeah. And then, so it gets complicated, but... I feel like um, as creatives, like rolling with the punches, being able to pivot and uh, do what you got to do. Otherwise, having a plan B and C, like that, that's definitely crucial. Dude, um, these guys do so much, these videographers and producers. No, I know. And shit. It's like we do our shit. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, I if, know. You, if you think this too, Brandon, from working with artists, but it's like the artists literally don't, they barely even think about the art. Like they're really, just, I feel like thinking about themselves a lot of times. Like not uh, that they're not thinking about other people. It's just you're so like caught up in like well fuck I'm the artist right now like I feel like as an artist you gotta be you have like it behooves you to be multi-talented in a way where like I was like God blessed me in a way where my life and the things that I decided to do creatively kind of um added to my arsenal and um talent like mm-hmm. I when I you know, joined college when I got to college my freshman year. I started a clothing brand called Akuvi. Because of that, I was tired of hiring photographers. I got my own camera and became a photographer, mm-hmm. shooting because oh shit, for some reason they like my pictures. You feel me? Like I listen. You feel me? <laughs> Ready gonna make me laugh, but um, what you call it? Uh. I got that. And then from there, I started doing music videos. That's how I met Mike, which connected me to Brandon. You feel me? And after that, I decided like, yo, okay, I got a little taste in what this is, what that is. I know how to edit. You know, I'm doing uh, editing podcasts, audio. You feel me? So Yeah. So I'm like learning all of these things. And because of that, when it's time for an artist like me to do a music video, I'm I write my own treatments. You I write my own script, and I know what every, each scene is gonna be because I I wrote it. I seen it in my mind. You feel me? I'm very creative in that way. You feel me? And um and with him being the genius that he is, he puts it together and makes it you know even more crazy. But it makes it easier for him and easier for me because we both know a little bit about what we are doing. Yeah. You feel me? And it helps, like, the, the chemistry. You feel me? So, shit, it behooves you as an artist to know a little bit. But if you don't want to know a little bit, then, um, shit, find somebody that doesn't mind the the um 
the extra effort because that should take extra effort if you're working with somebody who is doing what you're saying who is just thinking all about them like they're the artist for some reason like i don't know like i can't work with him like you know like they're working for me like no y'all working together to make something happen you feel me shit they're not working for you y'all working with each other but yeah it's yeah it's a collaboration it's not yeah. it's not a I paid you make my video it's a full yeah, collaboration yeah well and you I, can tell that in the product like you can tell that by the video like I can look at a video and go this was a this was a thought out well thought out yeah. the artist had their had a hand in this or this was a I'm recording a music video just so I can have a music video and be um, and just act like or just be an artist in my eyes because yeah. oh an artist has a video there's a thing where you pay for a video and you get a video and then mm -hmm. there's a thing where you create something right 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 it happens right. with music too it's people exactly. just just regurgitating the same themes as everybody else and then there's people who are trying to tell their own story exactly and that's where you get new shit you know shit i would have never got a made in togo if i didn't go to togo mm. and because of that there would never be a new collection coming out for a koovie in this fall so you're still doing this clothing thing yeah, man. You know, we was on the shave room. Shout out to shave room. Over two hundred fifty thousand views on our commercial. Shit. Yeah, we 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 been monkey footing in this game. Wait, so do you have any uh, hand in the design of these clothes? Or? Man, Kasi B, go ahead, say the script. We uh, we design, we think, we know the manufacturer. <laughs> yeah, we do. We the production, drive. We do, yeah. Uh, shit, we pick up, we fucking pay for everything, and we drive, we do deliveries. Shit, I remember in one collection I was doing delivery all fucking day with my boy E. Shout out E, TGD, get money, get away from us. Um, we was doing deliveries, and shit, on the way back, I got into a car accident. Yo. You feel me? Like, and those are collateral damages of being a business owner. Like, <laughs> yeah. you feel me? Like, don't nobody talk about that. You did? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, dude. That no, for, for for real. That is the that is there is much collateral damage. To, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So you guys are doing it, doing it. You got a yeah. brand going on. Yeah, yeah. We just put it on pause for the uh, past, I think, couple two years or a year. And I'm just gonna shit. bring this over here. You're good. You don't have to change something. Okay. Just you don't have to be right next to it. You're good. Oh, I bet, bet, bet. No, you're good. I got you. Um, bro. yeah. Um, we just I didn't put know about this hold. at all. Yeah. Oh yeah. We just put it on hold for a little bit because we was focused on the music, man. Just the music. The well, music, dude, music. if you wanna, if you wanna blow up a clothing brand, it's, it takes a lot. What? You think being man. An, it's like being an artist is hard. It's like to make like a like a well recognized clothing brand. <clears throat> I, that seems hard, difficult to me. Yo, there's a lot of competition. It seems like. It's really all about ultimate effort, you know, and certain things like having your own businesses, especially the fashion industry, like you got to put all your effort. So I couldn't do that and music, you feel me? And financially, you got to, you know, pour out to bring in, you yes. feel me? And to divide that with fashion and music. So I had to put that down for a little bit and just go up with this music shit and shit. And since I did, the royalty checks looking great. Hey. You did. Is it? Are you using DistroKid? What are you using? Mm -hmm. Distribute. What do you mean royalty from music? Yeah, you get royalties if yeah. you make music. No, 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 for sure. Yeah, like I'm just wondering how. Like, what's your? Like, what do you use? What? What's your... um? Uh, shout out to um United Masters. Uh, damn, what's his name? So, you know, I, I had somebody name. on that works at United Masters. My homie did. Yeah, who? What's his uh, name? Ice made it. Ice made it. 
He's a producer, a podcast producer there. Yeah. Oh shit, that's tough. Oh, dude, we had a fantastic. You'd love that conversation, dude. man. I'm thinking about United this guy's name. Is, is is dope, dude. They, they have a really nice. Setup. Yeah, yeah. But I fuck with United Masters. Um, they're my distribution company, and they go hard. Yeah. Word, word. And so, have you you've been? You do everything. Like I just spoke to a record label. I mean, it's a kind of an indie label mm-hmm. um, but this guy's doing it man but like he helps artists distribute and market and stuff do you do mostly everything like, do you have a manager do you have a book or um, a, promo- a promoter or anything or, like- I do everything shit like I like before I went on that vacation I was doing a whole bunch of shows like mm-hmm. I was doing like at least four shows every month four or five shows every month and shit I was getting booked a lot you feel me where there's like three or four out of them five um, shows I do that month be um, bookings and like the one or two be like open mics that I go. Like as an artist, you gotta keep sharpening your sword, your performance sword, you feel me? Like you gotta be out there. And like if you really like, man, like, man, they don't even know. Like it's gonna be a time where like we do this on a, on a, on a, on another level and everybody gonna get to see like the grind and shit you feel me if they don't see it now they gonna see it but by then by the time they see it they gonna think that's just we just now doing it but we been doing it you feel me like we been doing it so I was doing a lot of shows before I went on vacation and when I was out there I was like man I gotta um, actually it was before I went out there I told um, two of my boys or three of my boys like yo let's create our own concert business Mm -hmm. and we wanted to call it Hustle Mania and when I was out there, shit, everybody was pressing the buttons and doing what they had to do to meet their deadlines. And February 26th of 2022 was Hustlemania Part 1 in Union, New Jersey. And it was a fucking roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been doing live events for like eight years, something like that. Yeah? I'm a DJ. I'm a wedding DJ. Oh, shit, yeah. So you already know. You already know. Yeah, but it was crazy. And, um... I say that to say we doing shows, we got merch, um, we doing streams, you feel me? Like as you know, making music, you gotta you gotta you gotta do your homework and do your research and get everything out of it that you can. You feel me? Shit, it's up to you for real. This is a tough question, man, but what what do you think makes you want to like be an artist and do all these things? Do you th- do you is it like a higher power thing for you or do you think it's just it's just how you are and you you're just like a vessel? Um who am I to turn off God's blessing? If who am, it's, if who it's am coming, I? Yeah, exactly. You feel me? If who it's am, happening. Who am I? You got somebody in Spain that just broke up with uh, his girlfriend and shit. He's about to fucking be depressed for a couple weeks, a couple months, and he turns on um, hear myself. I can barely hear myself. And I'm thinking about you, baby, can't you tell? You're the only one on my mind, no one else. If it ain't gonna be me, ain't gonna be no one else. And he feels, okay, he's starting to feel a little better throughout the day. You feel me? And that shit is enough for me to say, okay, let me continue doing this. Because if I could help somebody somewhere out in the world, all right. Yeah. That's like, all. Know. And I heard somebody say this the other day. They're like, ah, oh, man, people say that if they help one person, then that's enough. And they're like, that's not enough for me. And I'm like, have you ever helped one person? Because it feels as good as helping 100 people to me. 
and that's the thing like it's actually a fact like if you help one person you help more than one person because that person got somebody dependent on them you feel me that person got responsibilities mm-hmm. you feel me so if you help one person you know technically you help more people if you yeah if like a thousand people tell five people about something it's exponential yeah it's exponential it's exponential yeah yeah it's kind of cool to think about helping people through art too because you're not directly helping people you're not the therapist you're not sitting exactly there i'm not there they're, they're helping they're helping themselves by consuming that exactly and the thing is you can go deep like what i say is like you got physical diet you also got mental diet right like you can be the guy in spain who just broke up with his girlfriend in the depressed state Mm -hmm. and go on a bad go on a bad mental diet and start feeding yourself bullshit bullshit (laughs) and instead of maybe for me i'm a my favorite band is sublime dude i'll throw in some sublime yeah i'll just be vibing out like that's all that's i'll I'll be good man i reset yeah with music or whatever i use to reset but it's like you art can do that it could do a lot of things i mean dude your acdc comes on your heart rate's going up right it's like yeah you're you're working that's what happens you feel me 100 percent. that's just what happens music affects the mind it affects the body exactly you feel me and like being in 2022 being a millennial being a, a young guy, like, it's a young man's world, for me, you feel me? It's a young woman's world. Like, we're really out here doing it young, you feel me? Like, we're not our parents or our parents' parents, like, just want to slave, nine to five. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, But I feel like we're, we, we're more risk takers, you feel me? And I think that means something. That counts. Right. I, oh yeah man I definitely have an opinion like somebody asked me the other day they're like I put out a thing because I was going to do a solo episode of the podcast I was just going to talk about something and so people submitted questions and they're like what do you think about the next generation or like the 17 to 20 year olds or whatever mm-hmm. I said they're they're ready to go they do this automatically yeah like you talk I don't got to say 17 I'm talking 15 14 10 like yeah they're like and for people listening I'm holding my phone up like a selfie like they do that yeah. That's that's completely normal. Yeah. We're content creators. We make music and art and content and stuff like that. That's like not everybody in our most people in our generation are out at the bar on Saturday and post a Snapchat. Right. That's their content creation. Right. What we do is we purposefully make stuff for people to see. Yeah. And whereas other people are like, oh, I'm just doing this thing. You might right. think it's cool. You might not. No. This next generation. That's every all that's normal to them. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're just taking a snap at the bar. Like any any version of content creation is pretty mm-hmm. normal. So right. it just seems to get more normalized. So a hundred percent, dude. Us specifically because we've seen the before and after. We grew up without cell phones technically until mm-hmm. like we didn't have the cell phone until a little bit later. Now right. they're just grunt and our parents weren't on Facebook when we were right. like like we're in a transition generation, dude. Big time. And the Big one time. after us though, it's completely normal. Everything that you right. where it's like, oh dude, yeah, you like make a podcast cool. It's like eh, they're all gonna have podcasts. They're all gonna yeah. have YouTubes. They're all gonna try to make content right. because they look up to the people that make the make the content, content too. Exactly. Whereas us, we had, I love it, dude. We had t- regular TV, regular movies. Yeah. And then if you were like sitting there watching YouTube back in the day, it's like you felt like, I felt like I was a nerd. I was making gaming videos. You was but making the, gaming videos? I was making gaming videos in 2012. Mm-hmm. The most popular people on YouTube were gamers in 2012, right? It's like, right. what was, I got it from my homie because that's what mm-hmm. he was doing and he yeah. got 100,000 views. And I go, well, I want 100,000 views. Exactly. And so that's how I started getting into content creation. Mm. But it wasn't normal. Like, I stopped yeah, creating content no. because I felt like I was weird. 
it's crazy. I had my um, I had a, a friend uh, back in like I don't even know, like as a kid in school. I think like maybe like fourth grade or whatever. He made content on YouTube and shit. And to go on, like my mom, they bought a computer at home. And to go on the computer, go to YouTube.com, click such and such friend name and enter it. And he's really there. I see him. It was like, yo, <laughs> this shit is ridiculous. It was crazy. Nobody like, remembers how crazy it was. It was like, it was mind blowing to me. And like, I feel like that also gave me a bug too like I want to have something with my name on the, on the internet yeah. you feel know yeah. I me mean? yeah yeah you wanted to be exactly We can, it's the same come mm-hmm. up brother it's like I see my my boy and I'm like alright bro what do I gotta do he's like you gotta crazy. get a, a Roxio game capture mm. and you gotta do your or Elgato game okay. capture you know that was the shit for, if you know you know mm-hmm. and that's what we did I hooked that shit HDMI that didn't even, it wasn't the HDMI it was still RGB mm. the three remember the three, the three brown the red, guy um, yeah yeah the red green and blue red white and blue yeah and yeah. then there was like the Xbox had the green one that was like the yeah. next generation shit mm-hmm. yeah dude we set all that shit up that's what we were doing that's you know? crazy, yeah. And that we were making I'm glad, quote unquote though. until Gary came around where he popularized the word. I feel like Gary V mostly popularized the word content because content before mm. was mostly like the kind of world that I'm also in, which is like the startups, business, like small business type of world. Mm-hmm. Like that was content. That's people were calling it content because they were selling it. Like right. they were selling it. Well, I'll create content for you or I'll be a content creator. Mm-hmm. But now it's like universal term you know but yeah. i feel like gary definitely helped i don't know if you're a gary v uh, guy yeah but, uh, gary he v comes is my guy he he i told you i was a photographer right mm-hmm. yeah yeah um you familiar with coyla ray i am now yes okay. uh, after a couple pod people mentioned her on podcast i'm like okay yeah mm-hmm. who is this yo shout out koi yo that's my baby koi yeah that's Happy my on, baby right? bobcast baby koi you my baby one of the best in jersey i don't, I don't, care, down. I don't care what anybody say about koi that's my baby she made great music she's from new jersey um and i love koi uh butterfly yeah that's that's her that's her, her songs let's go whatever, her brand song but yeah um my cousin slim shout out slim Qaddafi. he's a painter uh, a sculptor, uh, artist, he's he's the shit, you know, he's the SHRT, and um, he had a show, an art show, and he hired me as a photographer, and Coyle Ray was one of the performers, and I shot, you know, I, I shot the whole show or whatever, but before she left, I, you know, just went up to her, was like, yo, what do you want? I, I, we talked, we exchanged information, and I went home, edited the pictures like 3.5 and t- texted to her. She, uh, she loved them, and she posted it, and, um, she tagged us, and Gary V liked it. No way! Yeah, I got a screenshot, I'll show you. Because Gary V, hey, you gotta give it to him, he throws down for Jersey, dog. Yo, Gary, he, he, he really the shit. So, I'll tell you this, um... I met Gary V before. Really nice guy. Yeah. I talked to his dad for way longer. Also really nice guy. Mm. My neighbor is his dad's landscaper. And oh, he, Gary grew up like 15 minutes from here. Okay. And so I see this guy and I'm like, I didn't know where he was from. I'm like, oh, I think he's in Jersey. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I realized that he's actually grew up this close. And I'm like, wow, man. It, it It's like one of those things where somebody, whatever, like you make it out of where you were from mm-hmm. and it's like you see it and you're like, oh shit, I can do it type of shit. Right. It's not right. like here. It's that like, close. Yeah, exa- exactly. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people here. There's a lot of people. I will say there's a lot of people in the area 
in my area with money, mm-hmm. most of them didn't make it here. I'm right? Kidding. So it's like, when you see, if like, oh shit, can I make it in my fucking garage? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. What, everybody what else help, can you had do? to go out. It's like Gary fucking built that shit in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the homeland, man. So it's inspiring, you know? But, yeah, and, and everybody will make fun of, you know, whatever he, and I do too. I think, I think it's funny. I think a lot of shit, I mean, obviously he's very repetitive, mm-hmm. um, but that's the point. You know, um, but yeah, man, shit. I don't know how we got on this, but yo, shout out Gary V, man. I'm trying to get on Gary V's podcast too. Um, I'm trying to do an <laughs> interview with Gary V. I'm yeah. trying to just have a conversation with Gary V. I'm trying to put Gary V on a song. You dig? Yeah. Yeah, they got that playlist. You got to connect with Mike Boyd, bro. Yeah. Yeah. D Rock, Mike Boyd, the homies. Mike bro. Boyd, what's going on? Yeah, it's get Kashi the playlist B. moving. Get the playlist popping. You got to submit go. it to them, dude. They, I think they answered a DM before okay. and they were like yo you hear submit it here or whatever so you can submit Say their shit you can email them yeah yeah 100 yeah, percent, dude yeah. it's yo how crazy is it that uh, like i had rob i rob deerdeck had me on his podcast right like mm-hmm. the fact that i i just made that happen all i did was send in a video it wasn't like i got chosen or i knew industry connect mm-hmm. everybody i went to go see gary v at his dad's fucking liquor store dude just mm-hmm. because my friend knew he was going to be there because he was on his texting list mm-hmm. everybody's accessible that's what i think like yeah. Don't I don't think like I think how you think, man, and I think I love your mindset of like Coyle Ray, like you're dub, like Gary V. I, I yeah. want to be on your shit. Like mm-hmm. you, it really kind of is that close. It is though, because that video I can clip that video of you, and that video could literally land in Gary's feed, bro. That's a factory. That's a fact, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't fact. be here. I wouldn't make the content I'm making today without him. Without yeah. a lot of people, but especially without him. Yeah. But for sure, I think everybody's pretty accessible, dude. Yeah. Like, shout out E.T. He's another... Eric Thomas. He's yes. another motivational speaker. Uh, Gary V. I fuck with him super duper heavy. Like, he, like... I feel like he really talks to the millennials and, like, he just drops his knowledge in a way where, like, at least for me, like, it just gets to me. You feel me? Like, he say shit that, it, that be in my mind that just be troubling me. Like, damn, like, I'm working so hard. I'm grinding so hard. Why I'm not here? And then I'll pop on the gram and there's Gary V's talking to me saying like, yo, like when I was 19, my cousin was 30 and I thought he was the oldest cat in the world. And I'm here at 40 and I feel like 20 and I'm like, fuck. Uh, you feel me? So it's like, yeah, thanks, Gary V. I appreciate that. Yeah. If I can take a little perspective from somebody else, I will. You know, yeah, yeah, and that's what that he provides, help. dude. It really is. And like, I've talked to people who have are like 45 years old and they pay to see him and they ask him, Gary, should I quit my job? And then they don't end up quitting their job. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you either <laughs> you either take the advice, son, or move on, move along, go find yeah. somebody's advice who you're actually gonna take. You know, yeah, it's like Gary's not gonna save you, bro. Like, no, nah, he won't. I yeah. uh, like, I would never change shit, man, but like, having a business is fucking hard as shit. And I'm just predisposed to it. I guess I realize my personality is kind of okay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, dude, watching fucking, I think there's a lot of motherfuckers watching videos, dude. I don't want to sound like Goggins right now, but for real. I think, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I make shout this out shit. David Goggins, <laughs> man. <laughs> shout, dude, out David, to... shout out David Goggins, man. Yeah, I see him. I, his story is crazy. Like, I can't even be on his, like, I, I ain't going to say I can't be on his level, but man, the, the level of discipline David Goggins got is like, on on like it's crazy so shout out him i pull up to the gym i just ran 16 miles this guy comes up to me he says hey david Hmm. are you worried about overtraining i said overtraining that's crazy coming from a motherfucker who don't even train 
dude, I watch his shit and I'm like, I need to know what's happening in this guy's mind, dude. Like, I, I said this on another episode, I think, and I said that fucking same stupid story too, but I just love that video, dude. Like, it gives me the goosebumps to hear him say that shit. Yeah. Where he goes, it's like so fundamental to life of like, why are you asking me about training when you don't even train? Right. Like, David, right? like, I feel like he just, sometimes people need to hear it Um, black and white. I'm a very black and white person. Sometimes you just need to hear it and just get like, Fucking a big old metaphor slap in the face, like yo, wake the fuck up, like let's go, let's go to the gym, let's fucking work out, let's get strong. You feel me? Like, you know, let's get active. That's why I I can't stay too long without creating. Like, I create more than I consume. Feel like that's the type of person I am. And if I go too long without creating, I get depressed. You feel me? So I have to create. And then also, I don't know about you, but if you've gone off it for a little while and then you go back to it and then you're like, oh, why did I ever stop doing this? Like if I stop making music for a little bit, which I have many times mm-hmm. and I go back to it, I'm like, oh, no, I should have never stopped. Like, why did I ever stop? You mm-hmm. know, I always regret stopping. I mean, shit, everybody got a different reason of day stops. Like sometimes your stops might not be a stop. It just, you're just doing a whole bunch of like life getting to you. That's what happened to me, dude. You feel me? Like a whole bunch of life. Other priorities, you know? Yeah, priorities. Yeah. Like so sometimes it's not like your um own choice that I wanna stop right now. Sometimes it'd be like life. I don't feel like that's a stop for real. I feel like that's like a get more shit to say, like get more experience. You there feel you me? Go. Get that's more where shit the experience to talk about. Comes back to the experience. Yeah, come back and then you go hard. Exactly. Like don't tune out completely, but you know, gather some. Exp- if you're not creating, at least gather experience so then you can go create with it later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have a form on this podcast that I have people fill out, and you put on the form. I said, "Is there anything that gets you fired up?" And you put on the form process and results. Mm. And I got from this interview so far, Mm. you're kind of, I don't know if you would consider yourself like type A, but you seem to be pretty structured and kind of process oriented maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So do you, does that affect you when you, with your creativity at all? Do you think it helps you? The fact, because some people think of artists as like, I just do whatever and lounge around and then I make a song and then I do this and then like they kind of go with the flow, right? Like, I mean, it's all about your process, you know, it's all about your process. You're making music uh, and do you want this song to be a single? Do you like on my last project, No Hesitation 5, in one of the songs, I finished the song by like saying a skit and the skit is me uh telling to the audience like yo i had my young bull uh asking me yo like yo cash how much does it financially cost to drop one song out right one song and i tell him like okay cool you're gonna go on youtube you're gonna find a beat or you go wherever find a producer find a beat lease it 30 dollars minimum right and then you go to the studio usually the lease you say 45 an hour so that's 90 right 90 plus 30 that's 120 right okay boom so now you got the beat you went to the studio you recorded but you're gonna get it mixed and mastered so 120 let's just bring that up to 200 okay you got the song but you can't just drop it you need a music video so that's like 400 or 500 uh so now is you up a like let's say you up a g you up a a, a rack you feel me and you're not talking about 
uh, apparel, outfits you buying for the video, shit like that, and then dropping it. You not we not gonna talk about a rollout because that's that's financial income. Uh, and then we're not going to talk about after you finally finish everything for the whole song, you got it dropped, you got a music video, you still need to promote it. You feel me? I'm like, yo, it's a, yeah, you feel me? But that's like the process. You feel me? And that's one song. We're not talking about a project. You feel me? So it's, it's just all about how you want to go about it. You feel me? It seems like you, though, are make, you like to make sure that you don't miss a piece like you want to have the whole thing together yeah. like you don't want to make sure that like because you know that if you don't market that song nobody's going to listen to that song yeah you feel me like I feel like it get to a point where as I feel like no matter what level of an artist you are like Lil Wayne I just watched one of his recent interviews and he was talking about how he still feel like he hasn't gone to where he wants to be he wants to be able to perform on every category of music at festivals. That's where he his goal is. You feel me? And, like, he's fucking Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, who doesn't know Lil Wayne? But more people don't know Lil Wayne. Some people don't know Lil Wayne. He's trying to get other crowds to, you feel me? So it's all about what you want as an artist. You feel me? Who you want as your crowd and shit like that, as your audience. But that shit, you know, it come. While you're making the music... Shit come You feel me I think there's rappers And uh, singers And then I think there's artists And I think you, mm-hmm. There are a lot of people are Some Not a lot Very few people He's came up on the podcast before Because he's a great example Donald Glover You got a comedian You got a producer mm-hmm. You got a, a writer You got a director You right, got a right. rapper right. You got an actor Some people Are On another level You know for It's real. like hey Goggins, I love you, buddy, but he ain't acting. He, I right. bet he could. Right, but he it's could. like some people are really like, some people are like a Goggins where like they're insane in one department. Not one department. Yeah. He's a mental and physical. But then you, you have these people who are so, you know, multi-talented or multi-passionate. Yeah, Tupac Shakur. Facts. 25, man. And look at everything. You know, look at everything. So that's like a perfect example. Not sure if you're familiar with Sam everything. Kinison. No. He's a comedian. Okay. Uh, did a lot of drugs for sure. Um, but he had like 10 albums when he passed. And I think he passed at 35. Damn. Um, yeah. And it takes a while to make a whole new hour of comedy, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that's uh, that that's actually came up before too, which I think is interesting. I don't know how you feel about this, but the community around hip hop and rap music in New Jersey, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people want other people who are ahead so on quote unquote mm-hmm. to maybe put on for the people who aren't as ahead or mm-hmm. they expect people to do something mm. have you like do you have any ex- opinion on this or uh big facts uh shout out big facts <laughs> uh podcast i can't think of um og name right now but uh to me <laughs> That's, that'd be his line to me to me I feel like we just talked about it some people are rappers some people are yes. singers and some people are artists um, I feel like as an artist and when you do your research it's about I want to think before I reply to this because I know it's a, it's a long podcast so you can chill oh I appreciate that too um <sighs> It's something in this world called leverage. 
right? Mm-hmm. With no leverage, you are no different than anybody else. Okay. In this world, is something called business. And business is about making money. So if you are somebody who has something that isn't profiting, you don't have data that you're making money already, or you have motion, you have something going on, how can you expect somebody to invest in you? And that's if you want somebody to invest in you. And a lot of times when I hear this conversation about Jersey artists want people to get uh, put them on this and that, this and that, uh, and they're like mad about that or something, it's like, okay, th- that's your mindset. If you ask me, shit, I got a, a, a concert business called Hustle Mania um, presented to you by the Hustle Club. We do concerts. We promote our music and everybody else's art and talent. We have fucking actors going to be in there. We have singers. We have dancers. We have rappers. We have a bun- whole bunch of creators in there. And it's about a marathon, like Nip said. You feel me? You have to grow your shit, grow your brand, get that shit copyrighted, have official legal document. Like, people think this shit is like a dream or something. Like, this is real life. This is real life. Like, do your research, get the paperwork. You know what I mean? Like, copyright.gov. Um,. Shit, get your publishing. Like, it's it's a lot to go with this. And I say all of this to say, like, once you have motion, once you're doing your own shows, you're doing numbers, and, and you go back to your data when you drop your music, your single, or your um, projects, and you your streams numbers is up and shit, you, you continue doing that shit. You have your numbers, and you go to, like, you got you to gotta, you gotta go to this shit like it's a business. An artist, you're a business. You feel me? If you're not looking at yourself like you're a business, then you're looking at yourself like you might as well just work a nine to five because you want to work. You want to sign a deal. You feel me? There's nothing wrong with signing a deal, but it's better to sign a deal when you're worth something. You feel me? And that's all I'm saying. And I feel like a lot of um, Jersey artists or whoever have this Jersey artist um, conversation, they really failed to uh, bring that up. You feel me? Like, you got to have motion somehow, some way. You feel me? And shit, if you're a man... Why you ain't trying to, like, grow your shit? Just grow your shit, like, shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking shout out to Million Dollar Worth of Game, Gilly and Wallow. Uh, Gilly said, shit, as an artist, you could run it up doing shows and getting paid for shows and shit and be a fucking, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so many ways to get it, but it's all about having leverage. When you have leverage, then you can choose to go to a label or go to such and such management and shit. You feel me? You don't want to kiss nobody ass. You don't want to say, please, can you give me a deal? Please, can you manage me? Please, this and that. Like, yo, like, I I, I do these shows and um these are the, the numbers. And when I drop, I do these numbers in my streams. And um shit, when I'm royalty checks, this is what I'm making by myself. Shit, when the uh, Eventbrite uh, uh, dividends come back 
and we and I split it with my buddies. <laughs> this is what we make. This is what we're doing by ourselves. This is what we're doing independently. You feel me? This we have merch. This is what we do on merch independently. Shit, let's partner up. Let's let's get something going. But you wouldn't want to have that conversation with me if I had no motion. If I wouldn't have be doing nothing. You feel me? But that's the thing. I feel like when people have these conversations, they don't have enough motion or they don't have anything going on. And they get upset, you know, and mad that nobody is helping them out. I feel like you got to help yourself out before you expect somebody to help you out. That's a long answer, but yeah. Wisdom right there, dude. Yeah, that's and that's fact. just how I feel, man. Some people might feel like, man, it's fucked up. We right next to New York. Why we ain't on? Well, and I think so, I think a lot of that's true. I think a lot of things that people say are also true. I think also, I think there are, it does depend on how you look at it and your mindset, 100%. Yeah, I mean, shit. It's, it's, it, like, it it's, it's all matter. about how you want to look at it. Dude, if you said... If they if 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 all the gatekeepers came out tomorrow and they go, we're never putting on another artist from Jersey again. That wouldn't do. That wouldn't. That would you. That nothing changes. You still got to do what you got to do. It's twenty twenty two. It's twenty twenty two. You know who's the gatekeepers? Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, Jeff Bezos, YouTube, Mark, Twitch, actually, Jeff Mark Bezos, Zuckerberg, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. These are the gatekeepers, man. And we and it's and it's. You know, low key free. You know, well, you, and you the could create an Instagram. The, the reality is, yeah, the yeah. reality is, you can get on there, and there's people that blow up in a day because they fucking know how to do it. There's people that take a month or a week or a year, but if you aren't getting the traction, it's not anybody else's fault. Yeah, and and I don't say that to say like, oh, because you have it now, it's easy, and now you own. I'm just saying like, yo, those gatekeeper days is over. Mm-hmm, Forget mm-hmm. that conversation; mm-hmm. it's done. We don't gotta pass out no CDs no more. Yep. You feel me? You could do that if you want to. That's cool. We don't got to pass CDs no more. It's something called QR codes. Yeah. Woo! Do it's it something sure. called QR codes, Brandon. Hey. We'll pass them out. Shit. That shit got the link to Apple Music, to the Linktree, to the uh, 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 YouTube, to everything. You feel me? Like, shit. Why is it not? Dude, uh... And I mentioned I, I mentioned Ice made it earlier in this interview, and he said because he works for United Masters and he mm-hmm. knows things, mm-hmm. and he said, "Why are they going to sign you if?" Uh, and yeah, we could probably plug that in. charger. Um, the phone. Wh- why are we going to sign you if you don't have a brand? If you don't have plays, if you don't have fans, if you're not selling out shows, if you're not, there's artists who are doing all these things who aren't signed. Right. Why are they, why are they going to go after you? They're not, they don't go. Now, it's not about talent anymore. This isn't a bad thing. This is just reality. If you want to say this is bad, this is good, that's cool. You put your own meaning to it. Right, that's you. The fact, exactly, that's you. (laughs) The fact is that it's not about talent, it's about your brand. It's about, talent is, sure, you got to have the songs, but dude, if you made the worst songs in the world and you were selling out shows, fucking booking venues, had plays, had an audience, had a fan base, had an email list, if you had the worst music in the world, that's not, they don't look at, that first they look at what you built first yeah because they want to mm-hmm. plug and play with you they want to give you they want to say hey cos we're gonna give you two hundred fifty thousand for this tour mm-hmm. you're gonna open for uh rick ross whoever whatever mm-hmm. and you're gonna and then you're gonna go okay i'm a business person here's how i'm gonna make this money back and then make money 
That's how it's going to go. And that's what he said. It's a partnership now. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to do with a label. You go, right. I got my brand. This is how big it is. Yeah. This is how many tickets we can sell. The label goes, okay, we'll back you. We'll offer you some money. And mm-hmm. we, you just got to pay us back. Exactly. And like, then that's it. It's an investment firm. Exactly. And that's what people don't understand. The modern record label is an investment business loan investment company. Yeah. right? McDonald's is a real estate company. Right. Yeah. So it's like nothing is exactly as it seems yeah and but you just gotta it's like there's an opinion and then there's the reality you know yeah man it's just the reality yep. it's just the reality get your numbers up you feel me get are your you, numbers are you, up are you more what's more valuable to you having 20 30 40 50 people at a show or having 20 30 40 50 thousand plays man people at the show man hell yeah the show man. A thousand percent, a million, yep. billion, trillion Cause percent. you got the mindset, son. We, it's like, hell yeah, you like, got it, boy. Yo, man, like, shit. Thanks, brother B. Hustle Mania Part One. Uh, I think we had about like fifty. I'm just just range it at fifty. We had about fifty um guests. Part two, we had about like uh up to eighty five ninety. You know what I mean? Like these are real data numbers. Mm-hmm. You, feel you me? see it on the event, right? It tells you right there. It did. So, um, like, it's a, it's about the numbers and it's about growth. Like DJ Khaled on his um promo run, God did shout out DJ Khaled. Yep. Give him when you get away from me. We the best. Yes. Um, shout out DJ Khaled. Uh, he just said in his interview, the exact same thing me and my my homies is doing. Um, he's like, yo, if you're a rapper, if you're an artist, like, get your own, run a venue, do your own show. He was like, I don't care if it's 10 people out there. Mm-hmm. Be great, continue being great, and have this shit grow. And I feel like it's that long-term grind shit that a lot of people are scared of or don't want to make the effort of, but it's fun to me. And it's fun It's fun to my homies and shit, you know, having people from all over Jersey. And this is shit like, yo, Hustle Mania, we, we rolling loud, man. Like we rolling loud, we we going there. You feel me? Like we not no regular. This not an open mic. You feel me? We rolling loud. It's a concert. You come in there, you gonna see some shit. You feel me? Like it's not no regular. Uh, I don't know what you think. Like we gonna have red carpets type shit. You feel me? Like it's gonna be a hustle mania awards. You feel me? Nothing like, against concert crave, but uh, you feel me? Like yo, shout out concert crave. <laughs> I've talked some shit on concert crave in this podcast. Shout out, shout out concert crave. No, um, I, I my, respect the business model. By the way, by my, the way, don't my, agree with it. I just respect it. I don't know a thousand percent of their their uh, business model. And nobody whatever. does. But bro. my my home girl Amber worked there. Shout out Amber. Yeah, a Kuvi. It's really yo. Have you seen the DJ Khaled like when he was a ra- on the radio? He was amazing. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen him when he was. I've on seen a, it. Oh, dude, it's mad. It's crazy. Like it. I have utmost respect, bro. And like I don't, I don't gotta love everything he does now. But when you see how a person came up, like, and there was all like he was fucking DJ Khaled, boy. Yo, he been he was doing always he's always been that. He been doing that shit, and that's like this is the grind, man. Like mm. I feel like me and my homies had this conversation so many times where it was like, yo. I don't think we know or like seeing a story of somebody who's where we want to be and they just didn't grind. Mm -hmm. Like that's always in that motherfucking uh, equation, grinding. Even when they didn't want to. Exactly. 
Like, you got to grind. I think the difference between the pro and the amateur is the amateur will... There's a lot of differences, but the amateur will stop when he feels like stopping. And the pro is going to grind when he always... Like what Goggins says, if it's an off day, that's the only time you have an off day. Mm-hmm. Is if you said it's an off day. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're not going to work today, you're not working. It's like, that's the thing. If it's a work yeah. day, you work. Yeah. And that's... A lot of people get... It's like late at night. They're like, I was going to do that later, but no, I'm just not feeling it. Mm. Okay, you're not feeling it. That's If you already committed to that thing, now you're losing the commitment with yourself. But that's the thing. Like I feel like when people get to that, um, when people get to that, that mindset, it's like you don't even want to do what you want to do. Like I don't never start thinking about a Kuvi collection and like we don't pause in between. What? We don't take breaks. We don't do that, Brandon. Like it's like it's no in between. Like we take, we might take a break after. Shit, we done had four or five stocks. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like shit. After that, you know. But that's that's CB. <laughs> so is that what is that your main like? So do you have? Because I, I have a, a part time job. I don't know. Do you, I don't know if you have a job too? Or, Yo, I or have do you two do jobs. This? Yeah, you got two jobs, and you're doing this: the music and the clothing. I have two jobs. Damn, man. bro. I, I only got one, jobs. so I can't. I have two <laughs> you got jobs. me be there, dude. I have a, a a marketing degree, a business marketing degree uh, in Fairleigh Dickinson, and I work. Well, I'm the only one in the marketing. Well, no, I have a uh, I have an assistant, um, and I'm we, I'm in the marketing department of a um, chiropractic company. So that's one. <laughs> really? No way. Yeah. That's so cool, dude. Yeah. I didn't. Dude, mm-hmm. you learn something new every other minute on the podcast. Yeah, I love it. It was like technically my first job after um, college, like after graduating, using my marketing degree. Like the closest thing to it before that was working at a bank. And I worked at a bank in like my senior year of high school and shit. So I was familiar with it. I guess that's why I decided to go back into it, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And then after I um got into this marketing thing, I loved it cuz it didn't feel like work. And that's like the first job I felt like it didn't feel like work, so I knew it was like, okay. I'm glad I, you know, knew what I wanted to do. Are you doing the social posts and all that? Like what what are you doing? Yeah, I run their social media. I run their social media. Do you go in physically or is it virtual? Uh, in the beginning, but like I think a couple months now, I've been remote and shit. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it was um, uh, in person and shit. But um, yeah, I basically run their whole marketing department when it comes to campaigns every month, newsletters, uh, the whole nine marketing for the company. Like I remember the the interview. Like I got the call, I went on their website, I did my research, I did my homework. Mm-hmm. The next day I went to the interview and the owner, he's like, um, show me your portfolio or something like that. And I was like, um, let's talk about your website. And I just facts, 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 facts. And he's like, you're hired. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so was there, do you remember anything specifically that you said about the website? Like, were you critiquing it or were you complimenting it? Both. Um, I was just let him know that I did my homework and I have value and this let's talk about the value I can add early on let's not play I don't play is it, are, it, are you I assume your job involves the website then at that my what does your does marketing have to do with it must have to do with the website somewhat um, right or is that more yeah, design but that's more SEO yes yeah, and shit, yeah. yeah which I don't my like, input is in there I've had episodes I write my own 
descriptions for all this stuff. Right now, actually, this is the actually this is ironic because this is the first. Mm. Shout out to my boy Jack for writing this description. Listen to this right now. Mm. Probably be he's probably listening to it at like two times speed, but I talk really fast, so probably like four times speed. <laughs> Going crazy. Um, shout out, Jack, shout out, Jack, shout out, Jack. shout out him, dude. Shout out to you, brother. Um, but I do. I was doing my own show notes, and my friend. I don't know. Are you familiar with Mad Minds? Mm. It's an event. Uh, hip hop rap event company. Mostly I think hip-hop. I do. We do I all think of, I do. I, I think I know the people. Some big shows: Turkish Royale, Psy. Uh, mm. I mean, I can. Psy. You know Psy. Yep, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I know some people. All the mm. homies, bro. Druvy. He plays the drums. Yeah. Shout out I mean, them. a million rappers, dude. Yeah. A million great artists as well. Lupe Dragon. I mean, I name all of them. But, mm. um, I would. He said he was like, hey, I looked up Mad Minds in your in my podcast episode. Your podcast episode with me came up. Like, mm. I already had good SEO. Okay. On, and for people who don't know SEO, search engine optimization. It's essentially when somebody searches something on Google, how close to the top do you show up? Yeah. And so I had good SEO on stuff that I didn't even realize, dude. Like, and shout out to the homies listening. We have an Instagram live going right now as well for people listening and watching. But I love you too, baby. Hey, you got a shout out, dude. You got a shout out to the famo, bro, for the, for the day ones and everything, bro. The people pulling Hell up. Hell yeah. Made in Togo. Keep streaming that. Keep going crazy. New music video on the way. A Kuvi. New collection on the way. Bigger than big. Kids got it, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, had no idea you were in marketing. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, so yeah. that's so do you uh was there ever a thought for you to not uh, go to college or yo, like I watched so I read a lot of books and I watched so many videos and I knew that a lot of important people, their business partners they met in college and that was my number one motivation to even go and shit and by the grace of god i got um great scholarships academic scholarship i was actually so i was recruited to play soccer um for the florham campus i went there for like orientation and shit great campus and everything and i went like i think a couple of days later to the orientation for the metropolitan campus and i just fucked with their vibe more so i told the coach like yeah i'm going to the metro i'm gonna go fuck with him and he's like, yo, they, they don't, you ain't gonna walk on and get Dougie. Like, he recruited me, so I felt like he thought like, yo, he was gonna start me and shit. He put, they put me in a, a a group chat with the other soccer players. Like, it was that far deep. You yes. feel me? And it was he, all you were basically in. Yeah, you feel me? And last minute, I didn't want to, you know, go to school on that campus. I wanted to go to a metropolitan because I just fuck with they vibe better. And after that, I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Let me just focus on academics. And I got a great academic scholarship by the grace of God. And yeah. You seem very self-educated as well, though. Um, Like you like... I do? That's good. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you... Well, you said, too, like you read books to figure it out. Like there's not everybody's even trying to learn things on their own. That's what I say. Mm. Your success is not dependent on what you don't learn, what you learn in school. It's dependent on what you learn on your own. It's dependent on what you do on your own and your connections that you meet from school and things like that. Mm -hmm. It is also dependent on the school stuff. But when you get home at the end of the day, that's where you build your dream. Right. It's about like, you know, all your actions add up. All your actions add up, whatever they are. And I feel like the more effort you put into something, like, shit, you ever read on 50, um, 50's book? Um, what is it? Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter? I've heard it, definitely. I haven't oh, read please, it. please read it, please. Um, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. Shout out 50. Um, G Unit, yes, sir. Let's get to it. Cassie B, give money to get away from me. Every possible shout out. You see this you guy? You did. Dude? 50 Cent, Curtis Take Jackson. Let's, let's get to it. 
Take yeah. notes. Um, but he says, don't nobody win the lottery by accident. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. you got to know that you're going there and have a strategic plan and a way to execute, you feel me, and put effort towards that. That's the only way you could get to where you want, you feel me? Just the other day, I just something just came to my mind. I was like, shit, uh, you ain't going to be where you want to be by doing nothing. Mm-hmm. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? So, yes. And like, just that simple fact is just enough to do something. I believe if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's stagnation much. Like, it can happen, but for the most part, you're either getting better at something or you get worse at it. And that kind of... I agree. Applies to everything. Are there any particular, if there's not, it, it, it's okay. Are there any particular books that stand out to you in terms of your development or? Um, shit. Uh, yo, Brandon, what's that book? The Orange Book. He's got Google up too. Um, The Orange Book by. Orange Book? The Orange Book. Um, trying to think. It's like, it's like. Ugh. Give me like one word. Like I got Google. Fuck, here. fuck is in it. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. The subtle art of not giving by Mark a fuck. Manson. By Mark Manson. Shout out Mark Manson. Great author. Fantastic. Um, book. Fantastic. A lot of great um, stories in there that um, helped me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a it was a recent read, so it wasn't like I been read this. It was a recent read, so that shit it changed a lot of my perspective. So shit, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. That book, great recommendation. Uh, hustle harder, hustle smarter. Got it on uh, the big screen here. This is what it looks like. Oh, sweet, everybody. yeah, for people watching. Yeah, and um, and, and I, I will uh, attest to it. I, I've read it, and uh, my girlfriend read it, and, and she loves it. This is marketing. Something Gordon. Seth Godin. Seth Godin. What a G, bro. Gary V of marketing. Shit, Gary V. Gary V's uh, mm-hmm. book. Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, he's a. Uh, Psychologist Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. I watch a lot of podcasts. You can probably tell. Yeah. <laughs> and I read a good amount. I don't read a ton of books. I realize, dude. I just did the math. I spend two hundred and fifty dollars a year on books. See. Yeah, it's crazy. And if you read them, that shit add up. Yeah, definitely. I, I have about out of every maybe twenty books, I'll probably read fifteen ish all the way through, I would say, you know? Ten okay. or fifteen. I, if I pick up a book and I don't like it and I skip through and I can't find anything yeah. I like, I just don't read it. Yeah, it's not by force. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like like I like to I feel like it's better to um, you know, indulge in what you genuinely want to indulge in. Because mm-hmm. that's when you're gonna have curiosity. Yes. Yes. You get I, I this is my own quote. Okay, so take it with a grain of salt. Curiosity is the best teacher because it allows you to learn without expectations. Mm. Shout out Ryan. Hey, appreciate it. Got that shout out today, baby. We're on here. We're out here. You dig by CB. For real though, the when you're learning something because you're curious, or when you're curious about something, you don't have to worry about being good at it. You can just see what's up. Like you right. don't have to. You're like, all right, I'm just gonna see what this is all about. Mm-hmm. There's no expectations. Right. I love that, man. I think people need more of that. I always say success is based on first trying new shit. Right. For the most part. You know, like if you never tried to rap, you wouldn't be a rapper. Right. One right. day you tried. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a line in um the subtle art of not giving a fuck where he says, um, shit, if I was to try this and fail, 
I'll just be right back where I am now. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? What's the point of not trying? Dude, it's, it's, it's the truth. There's no point in not trying. So when you look at your journey as an artist and where you are now, is there mm-hmm. anything in particular now that you've been doing it for a while where you go, okay, this is not something I focused on before, but this is something I really have to focus on on now? Um, Just uh, a lot of the, the back end about music like it's not just about dropping it um like i've now been well versed in knowing what uh your masters are you feel me getting royal cheese you feel me um now it's a lot of publishing um ascap or whatever ascap i think right ascap yeah ascap that's um uh, a company that collects artists I'm publishing and this is a gem I learned from me and Dollar Worth of Game. Uh that I think what's his name? I forgot the name Moon. His Moon Moon Man now his name or whatever. We'll find it. Yeah. Um but uh his album is called Moon Boy, Moon Man. It's not Kid Cuddy related, I would assume. Nah. You're he, putting Brandon on the spot right here. I'm looking at not yeah, we'll come back to it if he finds yeah, it. Yeah, uh, he to. says... Uh, Charles Lloyd we're talking about? Nah, he's an artist. He's an artist. He was on Million Dollar Worth of Game, um, and his album was called Moon Boy. Yeah, he had that pop-out song with Drake or whatever. But he said, um, artist, if you drop music and you don't sign up for these uh, publishing companies like ASCAPs and there are others... Every three years, your publishing money goes to something called the box. Yeah, real quick. Sorry. We're talking about Young Blue. Is that Young Blue? Yeah, yeah, Shout yeah, out yeah. Young if Blue. If I ever. Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah, me? Yeah. If I ever. Yes, sir. Him. Um, if I heard it, I'd know it for sure. Yeah, he is it with Drake or something. You heard right, it right. somewhere. <laughs> yep. But um, uh, yeah, he said if you don't collect your, like set that up and collect your, your publishing from your music, it goes every three years, it goes to this thing called the box. Or the black box or something, and the big companies like Sony, uh, Universal, all of them, they just split it. Wow. Yeah, they split people's publishing that aren't on, like don't know. Wait, is publishing different from streams? Yeah. So it's so let me break that down. Yeah, just, please do. Just 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 to drop some some gems on on the Bobcast okay. if I can. You feel me? Um. So you got one song, right? If you're talking about, um, you split it. It's masters and then it's publishing, right? So masters is all streams. You feel me? All like Apple Music, uh, even SoundCloud, Spotify. That's all masters, and your your distribution company is supposed to collect that for you. You feel me? And then there's another thing called publishing, and that's where, uh, example, ASCAP and other companies they provide that service. And shit, and your publishing is split in two. You have um, the songwriters, and then you have the publisher. The songwriter is you who wrote the song or whatever. Whoever contributed to the song is whoever contributed to the song, the and the beat maker for you artists, right? So y'all supposed to split that fifty fifty. If it was me, I say I be fifty percent as the writer of the song, and the beat maker is fifty percent. 
So that's the songwriters. And then the other is the publisher, which you own. So you take 100% of that. But everybody's like thing is different. So you do research and you find that on your own. I'm telling you about me. You feel me? So that would be me. You feel me? And you, you know, do what you got to do on the website. And it's masters you collect every month. You feel me? Like, uh, shout out Sauce Walker. I just got some gems from him. He put it in an analogy like, oh, say if an album was a building complex, every apartment is the song. And each song makes streams. That's your masters. And the publishing, you don't, you get it, uh, I think, quarterly, four times a year, where masters, you get it um, every month, your royalties. So that's that artist. Just, you know, but that's the back end, just to answer your question that, like, I've been putting myself more game on just to yeah. uh, learn more and collect that because that's your money. Even if it's three cents, go get your go get your money, man. For real, go get it. Go get it. It's yours. Just, they add up. That's where I'm at, dude. I probably made, like, whatever, 20 bucks, 30 bucks for streams or something Shit, like that. Shit, that's gas. I have no problem making dog. Gladly make 20, 30 bucks. And this is my thing, too, which is you probably heard this a million times. I don't hear this that much anymore. Maybe I I doubt that I made a dent in this and, and mm. made people think about it this way. But people will, are, will say, probably mostly non-music artists, Spotify doesn't pay you enough. And okay. I go, Spotify pays you enough. You just aren't getting paid. There's there's more than enough people that Spotify pays them enough. Yeah, yeah. They so what's money. wrong with you? Oh wait, my car's not fast enough. Your engine's too small. You mm. need a bigger displacement. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna go 200 miles an hour in your Civic in your Sentra. Exactly. It's not gonna happen. Exactly. So the infrastructure. Same thing. You need more plays. You need a bigger engine. Exactly. That's what I go. I go. I don't go. What can? What are these people doing wrong? I go. Why? What am I fucking up? Right, or what I'm not doing yet. Yeah, exactly. You know? What aren't you doing yet? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I just sit and I look at myself and I know, like, like when I was in Togo, I was on the roof of, like, my mom's balcony. And I was looking at the sky. And I'm like, wow, it's the same sky that my boy Brandon is looking at. It's the same sky that Lil Wayne is looking at. It's the same sky that jay Z's looking at. Um... Shit, I kind of lost my train of thought. What did you say? Oh shit! Uh, oh, I was talking about the um, uh, what is I changing my, my people's minds on the uh, streams? So the streams, if you're you need to make more streams, you need to get more streams if you're not getting paid enough from Spotify. That was my point. Oh, okay. You said something about Togo when you went to Togo. Yeah, I guess the analogy I was trying to make was that uh. It's a podcast, by the way, so it's not, you're not on the spot. Yeah, no, 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 I ain't tripping. Um, shit, I think it was just about, I don't know, let's just go to the next topic. Well, at the same, I mean, I'll try to put it together, which is like, we're all, it's everybody, listen, at the end of the, in the beginning, or at the end of the day, everybody's going to listen to music. It's just, are they going to listen to your shit, right? Yeah. And it's like. Dude, the 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 sky is all is this whole uni- universe is all the music, and it's like yeah. all the time. It's it's all out there. It's, it's just who's gonna find there. your shit, and like, you're you're gonna somebody's gonna listen to your music instead of some listening to somebody else. Fact. Yeah, it's not fact. competition. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that they there's only so many hours in the day. Exactly. So what are you gonna do exactly. to make sure that you're that person? And 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 I believe even. It could be the craziest genre in the world, and there's fans for you. You know, I, I like to give a, a tip out to artists. Like, um, it's about like I, I got this advice from Seth Gardens. This is marketing book. He said, 
it's okay to have your demographic like your thing that you create is not for everybody it's not supposed to be for everybody you feel me and it's about now leaping from that marketing to like just music it's about knowing that demographic knowing your crowd like let's just put it in um that analogy like 10 people if you have 10 people that fuck with you and your music and your motion and when you drop they listen and shit it's just about like paying attention to them and serving them like your audiences like you're working for them almost you feel me like you dropping music they hungry for that you know i just dropped made in togo and somebody was talking to me and all they wanted to talk about was uh the therapist session three that i told them that would be the next thing i'm dropping you feel me people are hungry you feel me feed your audience Feed your audience. It's all about feeding your audience. Don't worry about nobody else's audience. You feel me? Um, it's a podcast. I forgot them. I think they're called like Cheat Code or something. And it's like uh, people from the industry, they just uh, drop gems. And one of the guys said in the music industry, it's about being the king of your own hill. You're not going to get Tupac fans, not never. You feel me? You won't get mm-hmm. 2 Chains fans, not ever. You won't get Wayne fans, not ever. You feel me? You got to be the king of your own hell. And it's, it's about building your hell. Shit, how small, how big you want it to be. Build it. You feel me? Go out. And it's about doing these shows. It's about putting in that work. It's about um, connecting and dropping shit and doing these music videos and feeding your audience. It all ties into feeding your audience. If you're not feeding your audience, like, I remember I invited um, some of my people to uh, my one of my shows and shout out Tim. Uh, he was like, yo, I'm proud of you because, like, people say they do music, but shit, you really out here doing it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It was like a surprise to him to, like, to see the other aspect of being an artist, like, performing. You feel me? Like, there's more to it. You feel me? It's easy to see the online stuff, too, and not really realize what the behind the scenes and what doing all those shows and, yeah. all, and all the bringer shows. Yeah. And you got to bring 20 people and all. Like, yeah. that's all, that's all, that's the real grind, you know? Making yeah. the songs is one thing. Yo, and I came up to, like, a mindset where when it comes to, well, one artist, you could run your social media however you want to run it. I'm going to tell you how I run it. I run it like a business. So, like, everything that I post there is all generated for efforts to promote music or something business-wise. You feel me? If I just drop a picture, that's just me clowning around. You feel me? But, um, uh, yeah, it's like it's just something you used to generate. And what my point, what I was trying to say was that in the beginning, it was all about how can I do it on social media? How can I do it for social media? Um, How can I like it was all about social media. But as I grew as an artist, I realized that you get more impact from doing it for the real world. Meaning, like, going to real shows and talking to real people. When I go to these shows and after my set, people come up, come up to me say, like, y'all fuck with that song. I fuck with trapping, man. That shit turned me up. I'm about to add that shit to my workout playlist. Like, you you create real fans. When I started doing more shows, my streams started going up. That shit not by surprise. You feel me? Like, everything add up. You feel me? Everything add up. So, like, it's about growing your, your, your audience and serving your people and shit. And people share shit that they like. You feel me? Nobody talks about the song that they don't like. You feel me? Nobody hears a song and it's like, yo, Brandon, I heard this song and I fucking hate it. We won't even waste our time like that. If we love it, we'll go share it. You feel me? And it's about 
uh, creating and serving your audience, they're going to love it. They're your audience. They're glad that they're getting something new from you and they're going to share it. And if you really like make something good for people, uh, it's going to last and you'll grow like that. And that's where you get leverage. So let's let's talk about grinding till you get that leverage. Gosh, you dropped a lot of game today, dude. Um, is there what? What do you see on the on the horizon? I already asked you. You already talked about your why. Your why. You already, um, you know, went through the album and everything, and and, um, you know, what you're focusing on now. But like, what's what's you know across the what's on the horizon for you, man? Like, what do you what are you shooting for here with this music stuff, man? We we looking at a uh. Like I was talking to my boy Eli the other day and for some reason he was like, yo, cause we was talking about hustle mania, how we have that company going and it's going good. It's going great. Amazing. He was like, man, we should do a, a mall or something. And for some reason it was like, Oh shit. Like he just like, it was like, it wasn't a regular idea. You feel me? And like shit like that is what I do it for. Like, to do shit that we, we ain't even think about doing. You feel me? Like, what? Like, a mall. But to say where this music shit is going, um, man, we, we, we want to take this shit to uh, a level where we feeding everybody around us. We're creating jobs. Um, we we damn near already. We're doing, we're doing the jobs that we're going to pay somebody for later on in the future. Um and we just want to be able to provide for as many people that, you know, believe in what we do as Hustle Mania, The Hustle Club, Kasi B, Akuvi, anybody that believe in any of those, join the journey and join the ride. And there is definitely benefits. It's definitely benefits. So we want to take this shit to a level where we feed our family in the simplest answer. Thanks for doing this today. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Big Bop Cast. Yeah. Let go, boy. Shout out to B. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to yes, Brandon sir. filling in for the old for the OG Tret today. Yeah. Shout out Slim Gaddafi. Yeah. All right, Cos, do your shout outs, bro. Get your shout outs out of the way before we wrap this. You got any more? That was a lot today. Yo, um, real quick, real quick. I know we're trying to rap. Mm. I just want Kasi to t- touch on this like a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it. Uh, a kuvi. What what is a kuvi? Yeah, great question. Oh um, man, um, thanks for uh dropping that, um, Brandon. So a kuvi is an acronym. It stands for always know your vibe is everything. Um, as I said, I started in my freshman year of college at Fairleigh Dickinson University. Uh, I was close with the with a fashion, um, show's director, and she ordered a bunch of apparel, and she ordered sixty shirts. And 20 was given to the models and 40 was given to the audience. Like, they just threw it out. And it just so happened to, by the grace of God, that that was a very, very, very successful fashion show because a bunch of college students from different colleges attended it. And then after that, like, the following week, like, everybody was wearing them in different canvases. And it was like, where is this shit coming from? And it was like, okay, like, I got to I gotta provide, you feel me? So serve serve your, your, your community. So, um, yeah, and it's an acronym. It stands for Always Know Your Vibe Is Everything. Um, it's my mom's name as well. Her name is Akuvi. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, and, yeah. 
So that's 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 a coolie. So we started that uh, that brand in 2016. Um, shit, shout out Kyrie Irving. He got he got a hoodie. No it's, way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Kyrie Irving got. We drove four hours to Boston. He was he played with Seth Celtics at the time. Drove drove to Boston, handed to him. Um, shit. What was that like? His father. His father. What was it like though to do that? Um, it was a plug. Shout out Skadafi. Um, he he set it up. Uh, he was actually um, he painted something for Kyrie, and he brought me in as a photographer. And me having a brand, like we said the word before, leverage. If you're a hustler, you're gonna um, yep. bless yourself, not stress yourself. So I, I went and I brought that along, and shit, he took it. We took pictures. It was a great moment. Uh, it was all about my cousin Slim. And he shone that day, and we gave him all the glory because he did he did something tough. You feel me? Um, and then the following week, I got a text message like, "Yo, he loved a hoodie, and his father won the hoodie." No, so like, that's so that's wild, the bro. same day I was doing delivery. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's ex- dude. People are just everybody's just people, bro. Yeah, it's the same day. The day I got that message, I was with my boy E. That's the same day we got the accident doing deliveries for a Kuvi. Wow. Yeah, so shit. You want to have a business? You want to enjoy the ups and the downs? Shit, that's what it come with, man. But a Kuvi, always know your vibe is everything. It's a mental health um clothing brand. Uh, our first commercial was on the Shave Room. Got over two hundred fifty uh, thousand views. We did a lot of numbers on the website. Um, and we just plan to serve our people, our target our, uh target um audiences college students and um we just want to help this thing grow and promote mental health dude yeah yo so what is it what uh since we're on it what is it about the mental health like do do you have your own struggles Mm -hmm. like what's the why is the mental health component involved there uh i didn't know for a long time i had a situational depression and i didn't know until like I think like my second year of college and I was really going through it and I was like I just it was to the point where I didn't know why because I just thought it was normal I thought everybody had it and shit like shit um and then I it was crazy because I finally went to a therapist on campus and I never thought I'd go to a therapist and I did one session and then I never went again but not, that wasn't because of the therapist. I guess it was just, it was too early for me to go. But, like, I was feeling it so much that I had to do something. So I went. And um, so I used that experience and, like, through my music as well. Like, that's why I have the therapist session one, session two, and shit to pour light into mental health awareness and, like, letting people know, like, yo, that shit is real. Like, that shit is not no joke. You feel me? Like, your most like goofiest the goofiest people they be probably the saddest people for real you know and a lot of it had to have to do with you know them where they how they grew up and traumas you feel me and not a lot of people are blessed to uh know like we like growing up it was all about hustling how to survive you feel me then nobody uh talked about uh Emotional, uh, what is it called? Emotional knowledge, intelligence, emotional intelligence. EQ, they call it EQ. Yeah, like nobody taught us that. No, least, not not my family either. You feel me? Nobody taught us that. So, like with that, you know, added on, like to not have that, 
it was it's just crazy. You feel me? It's just crazy. You don't know how to you don't even know how to feel. That's why it was so good to make music because that's just the way I express. It's an emotional regulation tool. Yeah, you feel me? It's the way I express. Mm-hmm. Like my deepest songs, they come from like the, the craziest moments mm-hmm. of my life and shit. Yeah. So and when did, you listen to the songs, you'll know. Did it end up? It must have ended up helping you, I guess. Then the doing it, that or what? The, the therapy therapist? itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I advise. Like, I was just having a conversation with my mom today about therapy, and I was like, oh, mom, like, you you don't have to have some even, you don't got to think that you're, like, good to not go to therapy. You don't have like, to have something wrong with you to go to therapy. Exactly. You feel me? And she was like, nah. Like, you feel me? So she still has that mindset, but, and I had that mindset, but my also, my mindset was also um that oh, why should I go to therapy and talk to a stranger? I'd rather talk to somebody that I know or been through what I've been through to relate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, over the years, I grew to realize that it's, it's deeper than that. Like, they actually went to school and know psychology and know it's, it's, it's the why. It's not so much of the actions or the experience. It's about the experience, but it's also about the why. You know, all your reactions has a why, mm-hmm. and they will help you you know, unlock that, you feel me? So go to therapy if you if you don't. Even if you feel like you're good, like it's kinda like a checkup, you know. You go to check up for your body, go to check up for your brain. It's yeah, I like a mental diet. Diagnosis. Diet. Yeah, dude, that's me? it. It's there's both. You can't just focus on one or the other one. Yeah. And that's like the same, you know, when I look at up to somebody, it's like I don't want to look up to just an entrepreneur. I want to look up to a jacked entrepreneur because I want to be yeah. a jacked entrepreneur. Yeah. I just want to look up to people that I want to be like. I'm not, if I have a, maybe there's an overweight entrepreneur who's really successful. It's like, I don't, I'm not looking up to you. Right. I'm looking up to somebody who is exactly like what I want to be. Mm-hmm. You that know? makes sense. And that's mental diet and physical diet. There's people who can sculpt their bodies perfectly and, and their life is fucking in shambles, dude. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like <laughs> the fact is. You're so right, though. We have to value it, but we weren't brought up on it. And yeah. that's just because the people who brought us up didn't know it either. Yeah, it's not even, it's nobody's fault. It's all about, you know, it's 2022 now, you know, doing your own work to go and um, find the help that you need. Dude, this is a lot of fun today, man. I really appreciate you doing this. That's why I'm yeah, glad yeah. I, I, I started closing it up early because I knew we'd do an extra half an hour. And, yeah, and, yeah. and we're coming right up on two hours right now. So. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. I Big appreciate you doing cast. this. Yeah. Hey, you know it, man. Um, is there anything you want to say before we hop off? Um, If not, we'll, we'll leave it. We'll yeah, get yeah, yeah. I, I want to say watch out for a Kuvi Fall Winter Collection 2022. Bigger than big. What are you bigger than? I'm bigger than my depression. I'm bigger than anxiety. I'm bigger than self-doubt. I'm bigger than anybody who's against me. I'm bigger than the competition. Um, Coming soon. Go get that. Coming soon. All the links in the show notes and description, wherever you're listening or watching right now. Kasi B, thanks for doing this today, my brother. Appreciate that, man. Anytime. B, brother B. Thank you for doing this, my man. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me. Anytime, dude. Hooking it up. Like I said, everything in the description and show notes. You can find Kasi B's music there as well, as well as Akuvi and his clothing brand, everything related to him. As you know, I say it every time. I'm going to say it here now, too. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast. And we are on all platforms, even the ones nobody uses. Bam. Peace. Okay.
That's it, my brother. And that's a wrap. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate you listening today. The only thing I ask is if you could please share this show. We're gaining a lot of traction online now in terms of what the uh, Instagram clips are doing. So we want to just keep the momentum going and get better and better guests so we can improve the quality, improve the conversations. And all that happens with you. Uh, None of this would be possible uh, without the people who support this show. So please share the episode, uh, whether that's on your social media or with a friend. Really appreciate it. So make sure to tune in next Monday as well and catch the video version on YouTube. All right. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.